The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. Welcome to the Crossman Conversation, CEO edition, offering insights, wisdom, and counsel from the most respected CEOs. Here is the host of the Crossman Conversation, CEO edition, John Crossman. Hello, this is John Crossman, and welcome to the Crossman Conversation, the CEO edition. Today, our guest is Mike Cassie, who's the CEO and founder of Total Solutions Group. Mike, thanks for being here with us. Uh, thank you for inviting me, John. So, Mike, uh, first big picture thing, tell us um, your perspective today's current real estate market. What's your view on that? Well, what we feel is that, you know, most of our work that we do is with the high volume production builders. Okay. And we're seeing, you know, the land market, you know, currently just being bought up all over central Florida, you know, with these high volume production builders. Uh, we feel pretty good about that marketplace. Uh, nationally, it's not a good picture. But being here in Central Florida, we uh, feel very confident that uh, the real estate market will continue to grow. Housing is going to continue to grow uh, throughout, you know, 24, 25, 26. So we feel real good about the upcoming marketplace. Mike, we, we, we talk to different real estate leaders and we hear kind of a trend and you're, you're hitting on that, which is, you know, that overall real estate market has got some pretty big issues, but we seem sort of like insulated from that in Central Florida. And that's what I hear you saying. Uh, is that right? And what do you think drives that? What makes us different? Well, I think what makes a difference is being in Florida, right? Okay. I mean, people are not leaving Florida to go live in Minnesota uh, you know, or the Midwest. I mean, they're coming here, one, because of our tax base that we have. Two, you know, we've got favorable weather. Uh, three, uh, it's just a great place to live. Mm-hmm. You know, um, in the housing pricing now, as we know here, is even though it's a little uh, higher than what it's been in the past because the demand is up, uh, you come into the Florida real estate market, we're definitely lower uh, in housing pricing than we are nationwide. Yeah. I was uh, actually just recently at lunch with the guys at the Villages, and like mm-hmm. it's, it, they're going crazy, right? Going crazy. Right. And so it goes back to that demand. It's the weather. It's the, it's the business friendly. So many things going in the right direction. So that's what's driving that. Is there any uh, concern, like let's first talk about uh, construction costs. You know, that's been a big issue for a while. How is that now? Well, construction costs is, is up. I mean, the, the concrete market's up but the lumber market's down. Hmm. Uh, so we've seen uh, the supply chain loosen up a little bit. Uh, the biggest issue with supply chain now, especially when it's talking about new land deals, is being able to get the transformers in place. Hmm. So there's an issue with getting transformers there because no sense in building houses if you can't get power right. uh, to them. So that's the biggest uh, supply issue that they're having right now is on that electrical side. And is it overall supply issues, is it better now than it was two years ago? Oh, yeah. yeah. So, so we're getting in a better space with yeah. that. Yeah. Um, interest rates? Uh, well, that's, you know, the interest rates uh, need to come down, okay? I think that the Fed's taken them up high enough. Uh, they've gotten, you know, for every point up, you know, that's, you know, I think 10,000 people can't qualify mm. uh, for housing. Uh, so we need to make sure that interest rate comes down. What we're seeing with a lot of our large uh, production builders you know, they're buying those rates down because not only are they building the homes, they own their own mortgage company. So, you know, they can, they can make it up in wow. the long run uh, from right, that right. side of it. But we need to get housing down back to that four and a half to 5%. I mean, you know, when your parents bought their first house, you know, they were, you know, probably eight, nine, 10% you know, right. interest rates. Right. So today's, you know, we, we've, we've gone through a period where we've had super low interest rates and too many people got used to that. Yeah, no, that's for sure. 
Uh, Mike, tell me a little bit about uh, your company. It's an ESOP, correct? Yeah, we're an employee-owned company. Uh, we uh, went to an ESOP in, actually was first 100% August of 21. Uh, yeah. And it's funny. It's like when I think about ESOP, I think about you and I think about Publix, right? So oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a, Publix is the largest ESOP that's out there. Yeah. yeah. So, but when I think yeah. about it, it, it seems like as a model, it's just super impactful for your employees, makes better buy-in and overall. So has that been a positive thing for you? It's been a positive thing. Of course, we have been practicing the great game of business, uh, which is uh, brought to you by Jack Stack out of Springfield, Missouri, where he's been uh, preaching open book management uh, for years. Hmm. And that's where kind of ties right into ESOP because the biggest thing about ESOPs is having the transparency of the numbers. And so we were actually practicing open book management since 2015 and being transparent with our employees. So that makes them feel that they, they know every Tuesday when we have our huddle, you know, the health of the company, they don't have to guess whether or not they're going to have a job next week or not, because they get to see a P and L, you know, every Tuesday. Right. And I guess yeah. then, you know, when they're doing the little extra things to help drive success, they feel like they're part of it. And well, they, they, they reward, get rewarded for it. Right, because now they're holding everybody accountable. And then mm-hmm. that's, that's the key to it. And, and you know, they want to make sure that they're doing the best job they can for the person sitting next to them. The, uh, the, you know, there's a famous TV show, The Office, and you should, you're mm-hmm. sure that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, there's a, there's a similar show called uh, Superstore, which is just The Office taking place in a Walmart. Right. They don't call it Walmart, they call it Superstore. But when my daughters started watching that show, I, I would tell them every episode, the, the plot was driven by the fact they weren't working at Publix. Like every single episode, there'd be some issue. Oh, that's funny. It, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. like, and I would tell them, you're like, really? So if there was a Publix, there would be no plot to the show because they've resolved a lot of those kinds of issues. And it sounds like you've done a great job at this, at this time in your career, resolving what would have been sort of historic maybe issues with employees. Right. And, you know, it's also, you know, the, one of the biggest basis of the ESOP is not only trying to take care of the employees, but taking care of the owners that, you know, release that ESOP. So mm-hmm. to give us a, a, an exit strategy, you know, out of our company without selling to an outside source that would come in and destroy the culture that we've built and put that legacy over the years. You know, Mike, I, I, that's so on point. I think that two things you really hunt on. One is that many, many companies just don't want the transparency. And I, and I don't think it's because it's diabolical. I think it's insecurity, right? I think it, that's, that's very, well, cause the owners are scared. What, yeah. what do you mean? Open my books up, you know, you know to the employees I mean, yeah. that, that scares them because they feel that, you know, the employees will then know that or think they know that, you know, the company's making, you know, tons of money right. in reality, if you look at the national, you know, net profit at the end of the day, it's, you know, three to 5%. Right. You know, and it's not 40 or 50% that, you know, the owners are backing up their F-150s to the door every yeah. Friday and loading it up to cash. You know, it just doesn't happen that oh, way. Mike, I've laughed at so many times where I've had people come pitch me about working for me and they, and they want some big salary. And I'm thinking, do you think I have a bag of money I throw in the garbage at the end of the week? Yeah, <laughs> like, right. like there's yeah. no, there's no there there. And so I think that there's an issue. And then the back thing you touched on selling the company, man, a lot of businesses have zero plan, right? Yeah. There's no plan. Like the ECO thinks he's going to live be 120 or something right. and, and bad stuff happens. And, and what we found too, especially because, you know, I belong to the American Institute of Building Design and so many of our members think they own a business but really all they ever did was create a job for themselves. Yeah. You know, so, you know, it's really not a bit because they're not setting it up to sell in yeah. the future. And that's, that's one of the things that we did a long time ago was, you know, how do we sell this business in the future? And we ended up selling it to ourselves. Yeah. So it was what we ended up doing. I like that. 
Uh, Mike, we're going to take a break in just a minute here, but um, can you just tell me the quick overview what you guys are what you guys do? Okay, so the Total Solutions Group is a, is an architectural engineering firm located right here in Maitland. It's comprised of two companies, Casey Associates and FDS Engineering, and so we provide you know plans and services to builders all over Florida. And as and as far as that all goes, goes uh, custom homes mm-hmm. uh, as well. So we have a commercial division now, uh, which we started in 2015 to handle all the amenity centers of our builders, which we're now outreaching into multifamily. Uh, and then I said the production builders to customs and, and servicing engineering groups. Gotcha. And then you're, and you're really involved in the industry as well. You do a lot of leadership. and Yeah, very much so. Um, you know, I sit on the local uh, Greater Orlando Builder Association board, the Florida board, and the national board of home builders as well. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Well, Mike, what I want to do is take a quick break. We would come back. I want to like push in on leadership. I want to get your your advice on the traits of CEOs that you really you really admire. Awesome, sounds great. All right, we're back in one minute at the Crossman Conversation, the CEO edition. Managing a team that has a lack of accountability and effective communication can be frustrating. Bill Roto Rooter can help you build a cohesive team and a collaborative work environment. As a retired commander of the Navy's premier training system and research development organization, Roto has the experience to help you build trust and a high-performing team as you navigate high-pressure situations. To schedule a complimentary call with Roto, go to rotospeaks.com and complete the form and put the Crossman conversation in the message field. Here's a call to those who want to make an impact on their company, their community, or who possess a desire to make the world a better place. Crossman Career Builders provides the tools and resources for you or your company to make a difference on some of the toughest issues that we all face. Crossman Career Builders partners with CEOs, politicians, and pastors seeking to address problems of racism, mental health, addiction, justice, and suicide. CrossmanCB.com. At JLL, we are reshaping the future of real estate for a better world. For over 250 years, our firm has remained committed to offering trusted and innovative solutions in commercial real estate leasing, management, investment strategies, and technology. JLL.com. See a brighter way. Once again, here's John Crossman. All right, we're back here at the Crossman Conversation, the CEO edition with Mike Cassie, the CEO founder of Total Solutions Group. Mike, you know, you and your long career, you've done a lot of different leadership, you know, like being executive and you've done trade association leadership. And so what I wanted to talk to you about now is that what are the traits of great leaders you've seen? Like when you think in your mind, John, that makes a great leader does blank. What, what, are, what are those traits you look for? John, that's, I mean, that's, that's a good topic. And you know, what I've learned over the years, okay, is that you can't be a leader without empathy and humility. Hmm. Okay. Those are the two. I mean, you have to be able to, you know, understand who's working for you. Okay. Cause like right now we have five generations in our office. Wow. Okay. So, wow. you know, so you're having to talk to the, that brand new millennial person. And then you've got to talk to the person that's, you know, my age, uh, that's working for us. And you gotta be able to have that communication skills to know who you're talking to and to what age group that you're talking to today, because there's definitely different conversations, you know, that happen throughout that. Uh, the second thing, uh, you need to be a servant leader. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can't, the, the, the days of, uh, command and control are gone. People are not going to work for you uh, from there. So your people have to believe that they are your best interest. Okay. And, and it's true because I mean, without having, 
you know, good A players in our office space, I couldn't do what I do, mm-hmm. you know. So it's, it's making sure that your employees understand that, that you're a servant leader, not that you're serving them, okay, but you're serving their interest as well, you know, as the company, you know. So we have uh, four main core values in our business, okay? Do what you say, you know, deliver on time, give more than expected. And the last one is protecting the entity, which is in most cases most important, other than the employees. Yeah, you know, so you got to take real good care of those. I want to go back on that on that first part, talking about empathy and, and humility, uh, and then talking about the Jennifer generations. It's so insightful, Mike. Um, this really happened, but years ago at one of my previous companies, uh, there was a guy in the company that I wanted to honor, and uh, the way I wanted to honor him was I bought a poster signed by the entire 1980 U.S. hockey team. Right, so it's pretty cool, right? Cool. Oh yeah, yeah. So I got it framed, and so I was having a, an assistant who was a new college grad. Uh, gave me, help me out with it. And so she was like, I don't understand why this is important. And I was like, well, you know, it's important because, you know, the United States versus Soviet Union hockey and, you know, from 1910 to 1980, you know, uh, the Soviet Union had won like nine times out of 10 and, you know, I went through the whole story and I got done and she looked at me like, and she goes, what's the Soviet Union? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so yeah, you, so you got to know you got to know who your team is, yeah. <laughs> right? Right, yeah, right. That's funny. And so, uh, but I, when you were talking, I was like, "Gosh, that's really because you have people who grew up obviously with big draft boards and things like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. you got somebody that's all they've ever had is an iPhone, and so knowing how to connect in those different ways. And so when you said that em- empathy, I think sometimes people just sort of hear a word they don't really know what it means. When you said that, you kind of nailed it a little bit further about like right. knowing who they are. Right. Did I get that? Yeah, and, and the only way that you can know them is you got to spend time with them. Right. You know, I know there's a lot of people that walk through our office, but they couldn't tell you what one of the employees do. And so, you know, I try to make it an effort to at least learn something about every employee and then catch up on it, whether it's their, their kid playing baseball or their wife's got a new job or something like that. And, and, that, and that's, that's sincere, right? Okay. But it makes them feel that somebody does care about them in the office place. Well, and I, and I imagine for some of those employees, it's easier than others, right? Because oh, yeah. some, some some you naturally connect to. Yeah. And and I would think in, a, in your company, a lot of the jobs there, you did it at some point. Some you didn't, but I imagine oh, yeah. that, that helps yeah. too. But you have to stretch yourself, right? Because if you only talk to the ones that you know or they have the same interest versus don't, then people pick up on that too. Exactly. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when you talked about servant leader, the thing you said that was unique, uh, I really liked is that, and you're serving their interest, Right. And when I hear you say that, when you're serving their interest, it that may not feel that way in the moment, right? Like if you're coaching somebody and helping them get better, that might feel painful to them, but you're helping them. Right. So one, one of the things we do, we, we put a lot of emphasis on personal development, okay? We spend uh, a lot of money on personal development um, lessons and, and leadership skills uh, in our office place. And it is painful for some of them people to go to those because they've never, they've never been through a program. Okay. And they don't know what to expect, but then so many times after those programs and the pain they had to go through to go through the weeks of personal training, they, they normally come back with a very positive, I'm, I'm glad you made me do that. Mm. You know, uh, one of the programs that, uh, we most recently used and, uh, was, uh, we brought Dave Ramsey's smart money mm. into our office because we kept preaching about, financial literacy in our business, you know, and one of the employees said, well, what about this Dave Ramsey guy? You know, so we brought him in and now we've got 
so many success stories uh, about people that now they, they actually have an emergency fund. Right. You know, and they're actually learning that, which they, they all, uh, you know, the first part, oh, man, I don't want to do this. But, but now, you know, making them go through it. Right. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. You know, it's like we sometimes we hear about problems in society and, and they, they, they sound bad and they are bad, but like, what's the solution? And one of the things I hear about all the time, people talk about fatherless homes, like that's an issue. Oh, yeah. And you know that I'm really passionate about historically black colleges. Right. And part of the reason is to help augment that issue. I can't fix it on one end, but I can, you know, I can help address the other end. I kind of feel that's what you're doing in your office. It's like, if there's somebody in there that maybe never had a, da- a dad that said, Hey, you know, uh, learn how to balance your checkbook or invest in the future. And so you're, you're, you're providing additional resource there. That's very human real. Right. Um, and that's really awesome. You're doing that. That's very yeah. cool. It's very cool. Mike, we got to wrap up, but uh, before we do, I would, I would be amiss if I didn't talk about barbecue. Okay. <laughs> hey, uh, so, well, yeah, so I do have a, uh, a competition barbecue team. It's called uh, whiskey church barbecue. That's, that's another story behind that name. Uh, right now, we're currently number one in the state for our backyard division. Uh, but we did uh, go out on a stretch two weeks ago when we drove out to Kansas City uh, to the world's largest barbecue competition, which was the American Royal. We had a great time awesome. out there. I mean, we're, we're sitting there with all the all the guys that uh, you see on TV with barbecue pit masters and, and all those TV shows. And uh, we just went and rubbed shoulders with them. But uh, we didn't get as uh, the score that we wanted. Okay. Mm-hmm. But we did beat 178 teams out of the 488. So we <laughs> came something. in, you know, so we, we, we feel pretty good about that. So, yeah. Well, you know, Mike, I, uh, you know, what I vocationally known for is my work on shopping centers. And I have a lecture I've given many times about the history of shopping centers and how with these points I always make. One of the points I make is that sometimes, um, to be a successful business, you have to get consistent. Right. And so like, I always thought Walmart's one of the best town centers in America because they consistently built the same thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they did that. I always talk about like uh, McDonald's, like it's a consistent cheeseburger. You know, I are in mm-hmm. India, if we're in Des Moines, you get it. But I always look at the audience and I say, but is McDonald's cheeseburger the best cheeseburger? And I say, no, because no. <laughs> the best one was made by Mike C. Oh, That's no. what I, the best <laughs> cheeseburger I ever had was made by no. Mike C. But no. I, but I no. just affirm you, I think it's no. great that you have that passion and uh, you have a team and you're doing good stuff there too. Yeah. That's awesome. Great. That's awesome. Thank you. All right. Well, Mike, thanks so much for being on the Cross Conversation CEO edition. We're going to take a quick break and be back with our last segment. Sounds great. Crossmock Services is a commercial real estate firm offering a wide range of professional services, including advisory, brokerage and leasing, investing, and property management. Our staff comprises the industry's most seasoned professionals who possess the needed knowledge in real estate investments analysis, and portfolio management to drive growth. See how Crossmark can work for you. That's CrossmarkServices.com. At JLL, we are reshaping the future of real estate for a better world. For over 250 years, our firm has remained committed to offering trusted and innovative solutions in commercial real estate leasing, management, investment strategies, and technology. JLL.com. See a brighter way. As the largest property tax practice in North America, Ryan's Professionals possess the local footprint and knowledge backed by a team with national expertise to help organizations minimize their property tax liabilities and ensure valuations are fair and accurate. With the Florida tax appeal deadlines approaching rapidly, local experts at Ryan work proactively with many jurisdictions across Florida well in advance of the August trim notice mailing to ensure our clients receive maximum tax savings. Guys, I use Ryan, and I hope you will too. 
Once again, here's John Crossman. All right, we're back here at the final segment of the Crossman Conversation, the CEO edition. Mike Gillen. Hey, my friend. Now, first things first, I need to disclose this. You know Mike Cassie's my brother-in-law. Oh, By no, I, I did not realize yeah, that. Okay, yeah, th- so. That explains why you knew so much about the other <laughs> sides of Mike. Yeah. I know Mike very, very yeah. well. Uh, and I'll tell you this, first off, uh, he was my boss many years ago. Is I that actually right? worked for Mike, yeah. and I've had a lot of time with him. So it's somebody I really admire, and I've seen uh, like the steps in his career. So I have that perspective, right? And so uh, the thing that is, though, I loved, there was just some little things he said that I thought were just pure oh, yeah. genius. It's I, like, you can run a business, but when you hear him talking about like providing that, the, the Ramsey stuff, yeah. right? To yeah. the employees and helping them out. That's right. Something the shepherd hears regularly because we carry Dave Ramsey. Well, exactly. It's like, yeah. look, you know, if you, if you provide those additional resources, you may have an employee where you're like, oh my gosh, this employee's making me crazy. They're they're pushing for a raise or they're, you know, then that maybe it doesn't seem in the right context. Well, maybe they, they're stressed about money when they shouldn't be. And so you give them that gift and provide those resources. That's a, it's a better employee, right? It's really great to think that there are bosses that enjoy watching his employees get an emergency fund. I mean, oh, that's pretty cool. It's totally awesome. And then um, the ESOP thing fascinates me. Like mm-hmm. I'm really interested in that, you know, my business hasn't ever been in a place where it's matched well with that, you know, and, and, and maybe I should think harder about it, but I love it. The concept I love, I think it like, I, I'm a devout capitalist. And so I want everybody to make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And so when I think about that's what that environment does. And if you're thinking of like, you know, why is the receptionist showing up early? And why is the cleaning person staying late? It's like, they're all invested, right? That's right. And you feel that at Publix. Yeah. You feel that. It's, you know, yeah. you don't feel that at Walmart, but you feel it at Publix when you're you're just walking the aisle and you ask anybody about where something is, you sense that, and that's all part of that culture. That really is an amazing point. I I forget just how important the small things are right. when you're leading a group of people. Well, and I like when he talked about walking through the office and he's he's paying attention. You know, like, I with my mind, I was thinking when he's walking through... If an employee was kind of like slumped over and 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 crying, right, yeah. quietly crying, Mike's not going to just walk past that, right? Right, he's going to stop and say something, and that's what matters to people. Yeah, you know that reality. And then you know it's so funny because you know you and I have heard many CEOs say servant leader, mm-hmm. right? I've never heard a CEO say servant leader serving their interest. Yeah, that went to a different place in my that's head. That's the next level. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, it's not just like, Hey, I'm serving you and I'm getting you a bottle of water or something like that. You know, it's going deeper and like, Hey, Hey man, like you seem to be struggling at your work or there's something going on. He's leaning in a little bit harder. That could feel painful. It really could. But it's also healthy. It is very healthy. And then the comment that he made, and for a moment I thought, wait a minute, am I hearing a CEO program or am I hearing a marriage retreat? Because he made the statement that the only way to know someone is to spend time with them. Yep. And that felt like something that either you would hear, uh, you know, from a church teaching to either a couple's or parents and a parent seminar, but it's that same care for your employees that parents should have for their kids and husbands should have for their wives. You can't just say, Hey, I love you, but never spend time with you. Listen, I mean, relationships are hard, right? I I think that's such a great point he made because, you know, it's like if I spend more quality time with my wife and then I'm like, Hey, I want us to watch this football game together. That conversation is going to go easier when I pour into her first and then I want, you know, do something more I'm interested, right? Right. And I think that there's an aspect of that work, too. We'd all just say, hey, people show up, they get a paycheck, they should be do their thing. 
well, I guess they should, but there's a reality of how humans work. That's right. Right. And so I really sense that from him. And by the way, his work is very interesting. And so his perspective, you know, look, you, I always think about how you can learn different things about society, about, you know, you talk to an ER nurse, or you talk to a school teacher, talk to like people kind of front lines. So Mike's working with builders and all these builders are building and they're buying. And they're like, when he's talking that way and he's talking about like what our state's doing right, look for somebody that is a shopping center guy. If Mike's doing well, I'm doing well. That's right. It's like, I can yeah. see the future. So he, he mentioned 24, 25, 20, like th- those are good signs. Those are great signs. And so I could say those were great looking ribs too. Oh that. my Lord have mercy. <laughs> not him, not him himself, <laughs> but the ribs he makes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And it's funny because I like that aspect too, because I think it sort of makes him well-rounded. You yeah. know, I, I think in my past. No I, pun intended right that's there. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> listen, but I, but I think about me, it's like, uh, I have had times in my life where I just worked. Right. Like I remember a guy saying to me, like, what do you outside of work? And I'm like, more work. I don't really. And so when I think about Mike, you just being a well-rounded human, it also makes him interesting yeah. and people can connect and all people can connect on food. Oh, right? and ribs just happens to be one of my love items in the menu. Mike, I don't get mad at Mike as he often, but when he showed up in the studio with empty handed, I was. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, where's bring... the sauce? Come on, I know, man. <laughs> I know, right? Anyway. All right. Well, uh, as always, Mike Gillen, thanks yeah. for being here with you me. me. And until uh, next time on the Crossman Conversation CEO Edition. This has been the Crossman Conversation CEO Edition with your host, John Crossman. Tune in next week for another talk with an experienced CEO that will help bring clarity to your business endeavors. The preceding was a Mark Radio production.